Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to What We Make, a Terminator podcast. I'm Will. I'm Malika. I'm Matt. We are joined here today by two special guests, two for the price of one. First, we have John. Is one of us more special than the other, or are we both equally special? We're both equally special. Okay. One of you is more special. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say yes. (laughs) But we're not going to tell you who. Yeah, no. Oh, man. Not at all. You have to fight it out. I'm just going to assume it's me. <laughs> You're allowed to I'd advise you both to do that. All right. <laughs> we also have Ian. Uh, already heard me, but here I am. Yeah. See, today we are here to discuss Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> uh, the season premiere of season two, Simpson and Delilah. Yeah, we're season two. Now, this was, this was a, an interesting thing because... Um, Right when uh, uh, season two of Terminator uh, started, um, I, I believe is when season one of uh, Dollhouse premiered, and so they were um, so they were on um, they were on back to back, and they they shared uh, I believe it was Friday nights, yeah, and there was there was often like cross promotion th- cross promotional things like um, Eliza Dushku and Summer Glau would like host the evening so there'd be little sort of interstitial uh you know when you would come back to a commercial break you would those two would be sitting there and they'd be they'd have like a you know quick introduction of like you know what you're going to see or whatever and yeah it was it was it was fun stuff yeah apparently it could have lasted longer yeah this episode originally aired september 8 2008 directed by david netta Written by Josh Friedman, viewed by 6.34 million, which is down about 2 million from the finale. That's, uh oh. It's not good. uh, I can't do math, it was about six months later. So let's get started with the recap. So, first, there's a new opening. (laughs) And, well, it's a guy this time instead of Lena Heaty. And they say the word Terminator, which is one Mm. of the. Like one or two mentions of Terminator in the entire series. Yeah. Mm. One instances. I don't. I don't. Oh, no. Sorry. I was just gonna say I'm not a big fan of this this opening. Um, it just it something about it seems weird to me. I think part of it is like that. Like there's like that that footage of Summer Glau with like she's got two guns and her arms are out, and the way like it. I feel like I'm getting ready to play a video game. <laughs> you know, like. Like where, I, where's my controller? My controller doesn't work. I can't. I can't make them do whatever. And then like the way he says Cameron, like yeah. makes me cringe every time. <laughs> uh, well, I've got uh, upon this for this, but I, I'm getting the feeling it's actually because I'm I'm remembering the voiceover for. Um, I'm not with it tonight. I'm blanking on um, the podcast that went out at the time. From oh, Skynet. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm remembering the opening narration they brought in for Skynet when this came out. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think I've got a bit of nostalgia for that when I see this opening. <laughs> so how'd you like the voiceovers in this episode? Mm, still prefer yeah. Silver. <laughs> Same. Oh yeah, there was no voiceover. Mm. Right. <laughs> that was a trick question. Sorry. <laughs> that's why I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, yeah, this and who doesn't? Yeah, that's. I I was like, 
have I tuned them out that much that I, only, I was like, I'll just trust him. <laughs> don't even know when they yeah. happen and when they don't. Yeah, just confused. Yeah, you don't have a voiceover this episode. You do have something just as big. And yeah, awesome. We start off the episode where the last episode ended. Uh, Cameron, she's remembering the explosion and Sarkisian leaving, and a song starts to play. It's Samson and Delilah by Shirley Manson. Uh-huh. we talking about later. Um, I think she should have been more damaged than that. She should have no skin. No skin, yeah. I mean, this is a risky thing to do, you know, opening the new series with an entire song and half of your action in slow-mo. Risky yeah. maneuver. But I think it's, it's not brilliant. a lot of, yeah, not a lot of dialogue, if any. I kind of, I like the way this thing was shot. Yeah, it actually takes like twenty-seven minutes for Summer Glau to say something. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad? Thing? I think it's, I think it's neat. Like she just doesn't say, doesn't say anything for half the episode. <laughs> so John and Sarah are captured by Sarkisian and his thug, and Cameron's damaged and pulls a little bit of car out of her head. And Sarah and John get roughed up, and the thugs find the hard drive under the mattress, which is like the worst hiding place ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I guess I guess if like you know, if 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 like you don't, if nobody else knows like what they're looking for, like if nobody else knows, like oh, I gotta find this hard drive, then like anybody else, you know, trying to rob the place was like a hard drive under the bed. Oh, whatever. There's probably porn on it or something. I'll just leave it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, they only had a couple of minutes to hide it because just before all these guys came in, they were working on the hard drive. That's right. So, yeah. Where was Derek this whole time? He'd go uh, out. So he was probably still watching himself play ball with his brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Cameron takes out the thug boy and he drops his lighter, some fluid catches on fire. You know how this is going to end. Cameron sees Sarah and John and Sarkis. Sarkisian is dead. Hmm. Here's a fun fact. Flammable and inflammable mean the same thing. Really? Yep. <laughs> hmm. So she sees John and identifies him, and her mission is to terminate him. And I like how it went from the Shirley Manson song straight into the Terminator music. I was so turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it really is an awesome opening. Yeah, I'm not crazy about like the way the slow motion looks because it wasn't like I don't know. I'm I don't assuming think it was shot for it, slow motion. No, I really don't. No, it, I think it was something they didn't. They yeah, they did in post. There was a lot of like motion blur, um, and I'm just like, no, that's oh, that's not good. But just you know, the fact that they wanted to, they they decided to do it in slow motion. I was like, okay, you know, execution's wonky, but just. For having the idea, I, I gotta give them points. Started off with a, some good action. So Sarah and John get away after an explosion slows down Cameron and start the opening credits and Brian Austin Green, Richard T. Jones, and Garrett Dillahunt are now part of the main cast. Yay! Shirley Manson is part of the main cast. Or Charlie. <laughs> so did you guys actually recognize Shirley Manson's voice from the song? No. I did. Ah, back, I don't when know I, back when I saw it, because I'm a big garbage fan. 
I think I knew she was joining the cast. So I kind of, when I heard the song, I knew it was her. I just yeah. saw, I've heard plenty of garbage, so I entered by the voice. Who's the guy who plays Charlie? Uh, uh, Winters, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. I just saw him in Millennium this past week. Oh, yeah? Uh, hmm. I'm behind on Millennium. I haven't watched Millennium. It's really good. Way Is better than X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> Take a drink every time somebody says. <laughs> <laughs> Millennium's better than X-Files. <laughs> it's true, though. So back, at the <laughs> <laughs> back at the pool, Crow, we see... A- Flashback to Cromartie letting Ellison live and Charlie arise. And later on, we see Laszlo's body. They think that Laszlo killed everybody and took his own life. Hasn't Damn he been that Laszlo. Should... Yeah, he's been dead a while. Yeah, how can they not <laughs> tell that he hasn't just been killed? They thought he yeah. just got killed by the cops, right? Yeah, they thought he, well, they thought he killed himself. But... Or, or that, yeah. Yeah, the uh, should, I guess the uh, Cromartie preserved his body pretty well. Mm. <laughs> so... Oh, and you reason? see what you want to see. Hmm. Uh, oh, did oh. anybody... Did it? Sorry to go a little bit off topic, but did anybody see the newest uh, little thing for Terminator Genesis with James Cameron talking about it? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got and you his seal of approval. And you saw the, the clips of the three punks in the wash day, nothing clean in that whole thing? I didn't see that. No, I didn't. I, I only know about it. Like, I didn't. I didn't actually watch it. Because like everybody's freaking out about it, but I'm just like I'm not really affected because it's like well, I mean that used to mean something, but like ever since he made Avatar, like I don't really value his opinion much to be honest. I don't really care what he what he says. They could have paid him a lot of money. I was just excited that I got to see another scene that takes place in Terminator One. You get to see the three punks confront young Arnold and stuff. Well, he doesn't. This is a third alternate timeline, isn't it? <laughs> but, um... I, so everybody knows, like, the, the twist that's been revealed already, right? Something mm-hmm. something about... Oh, I don't want to say it in case nobody about, knows. About John. Yeah. The hair? <laughs> I'm talking about the <laughs> movie. Talking about the movie. Um, no. I may have heard this, but it's not... Okay, well, I'm not going to say it anyways, but... Don't yeah. say it. I don't, I, I'm just, I'm just let. I'm like, you know, it could be, it's, it's just a trailer. It, it could still be, uh, uh, misleading. Mm. So. Well, either way, people are complaining that it showed too much and they spoiled that, but apparently there's more surprises. I can't think of it, what else there would be. But. Right. So there you go. So it's, I'm, like, I'm hoping. Well, unless they actually bring in Sarah Connor Chronicles into continuity, that would be a surprise. That'd be I'm, cool. The, the yeah. surprise I'm hoping for is that, they um, at the end of this new movie, they go to present day time, and then we from the next movie. This is going to be a new trilogy, so from so the next two movies, they can use Linda Hamilton and Michael Bean again because <laughs> because <laughs> it'll be present day. That's what I want. Yeah, Arnold still be there, and the TV show is supposed to be a new TV show that ties into the trilogy. What I didn't know that. Yeah, jeez. Well, I know that Ashley Edward Miller and Zach Stentz are supposed to be involved with it like they were on the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Okay, well, that gives me hope. Oh, definitely. I guess it'll tie in like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ties into the Marvel Universe, but hopefully they'll do a little better. <laughs> the problem is I'm so committed to the Sarah Connor Chronicles version of events, it'll be really hard for me to see anything different. Mm. Right. It's like, are we going to have yet more versions of uh, 
you know, more other actors playing like John and or Sarah. Like it's, you know, I was like, Oh my God. It's like, it's gotten to the point where it's, it's like James Bond where it's like, they just keep recasting the, you know, yeah, like, can we, we have, can we have somebody just like be like the, you know, hmm. like kind of stick with it for a while and, and could they reintroduce Agent Ellison? If they are going to reboot it, bring that character back, even if you have to recast him, please. Mm. There's somebody like Jason Momoa to play Miles Dyson. <laughs> somebody going out there. Get, get Idris Elba to play Ellison. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> mm. Of course, he's like Nathan Fillion. Just want him for everything. Yeah. Yeah, so Sarah's checking up on John while they're driving, and she's not watching the road. Oh. They have an accident. Um, I, I have to ask, uh, did anybody else notice that um, Thomas Decker was wearing a wig? No. No. It looks, at one point, the second time I watched it, I noticed that it, his hair looked kind of weird. I guess maybe I was thinking about it because yeah. of his hair. There's a wig, there's a a wig, wig for the whole episode. It's noticeable. Once okay, I'm going to go back and look at that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that, now that I've said that, when you go back and watch it, it would be really obvious. Because mm-hmm. he's, just, he's just got, like, this big mop on his head. Well, he always had a big mop on his head. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, but it's, like, really, no, it's, like, the, the, the strands of it, like, the way it hangs down from the top of his head, like, you can really tell, like, that's just the thing that's just planted on his on his skull. <laughs> yeah, I guess I always feel that he looks that way. He always looks has stupid hair, so um, you know, like I'm a, really there's excited. There's a Pomeranian on his head. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like perched there precariously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Mr. So, Muggles. Yeah, I think that I'm going to look like this season. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mr. He, Mu- was it yeah, Muggles from yeah. Heroes? Heroes? Yeah, yes, Mr. Muggles. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I hope he comes back. I hope he's reborn. As a cat. Yeah. <laughs> no. John's leg is hurt and they run from the accident and Cameron's tracking. There's a lot of walking and running in this episode. It's like Lord of the Rings almost. Oh, Cameron's walking a lot in this episode. Right. Well, that's what she's just kind of, walking kind of the, and then walking. That's what the, what's the cool thing about this episode is it's like, on the one hand, you can tell that they got uh, a bigger budget for the second season. Yeah. But on the other hand, you could tell it's like, okay, we like, we had, we, we had a house fire. We, we blew up the house. Um, and we've had like a couple of really cool car accidents all within the span of, you know, 43 minutes or whatever. So like for most of this episode, people are just going to be walking around. <laughs> but I like that because Terminators do a lot of walking around and looking scary. Mm-hmm. And looking yeah. evil. Yeah. Yeah. That's all they and it's, do. Just, it's, it's, it's fun yeah, to watch so her, her do that. Yeah. Glower. Yeah, she does a great Glowers. job. Ha <laughs> Sorry. And I'm That's so glad they didn't. I'm so glad they didn't make a taste of blood. Yeah. I thought she was about yeah. to do that. I was like, she's not going to do that, is she? Mm-hmm. Like just she looking was... at it make, gives her an orgasm. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I was so happy that we got Terminators terminating. <laughs> you know, being Terminators. Left and right. Terminator. Mm. And I'm glad that we got at least a Terminator pulling one, like at least one Terminator pulling something out of his head. Because I, yes. I don't think, I, I don't think I'll get used, um, sick of that. We'll talk about Charlie. Terminators and heads later on. Yeah. Charlie hears something on the radio. I guess it's about the Connor home burning. He goes there and sees that the dead people aren't Sarah and John. This house, I thought this house was more secluded than this. It looks like it's right on, like next to another house now. Yeah, maybe in the pilot it was a different house. Just... I think so, because I don't think that they look like they had neighbors. <laughs> yeah, and here it's like, oh yeah, the Joneses are looking through their window. Yeah. Maybe they moved and we 
Didn't see him. But yeah, he sees the ambulance open, but inside it's Derek in disguise. <laughs> I'm a fireman today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm gonna say that I didn't mind him in the fireman's outfit. Water running. <laughs> the inside. Oh, oh yeah, he doesn't know where everybody is, but he knows that the bad guys came looking for the H, the hard drive, and explains what the turkey is and how it became Skynet. They head off to look for Sarah and John. So this like nicely summed up, you know, like events of last season, right? So you know, exposition, exposition. But and I didn't mind it, you know, because it made sense that part at least. Next, we see a red-headed lady talking to a gal on the phone. I don't think they ever said her name in this episode, but it's Catherine Weaver. Mm-hmm. So, mm. Played by Miss Shirley Manson of yep. Garbage. I love Miss I think Garbage. this was mm-hmm. her first acting role, actually. I believe so, yeah. I think there's like commentary by her on the, um, on the season two uh, discs and... I think she said that. And it's funny because, like, she doesn't, she gets all excited whenever she's on the screen and she wants <laughs> everybody, she wants everybody to be quiet and watch. And it's like, they have to oh. explain to her, like, that's not how commentaries work, Shirley. We, <laughs> and she's like, no, quiet, everybody, quiet. This is my scene. <laughs> yeah. It's my big moment. I'm going to be a star. It's adorable. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, how did so she get, I didn't get to watch. Oh, I used to know this. Um, I think they, they say on the, um, on the on the DVDs, but like something, it was either like somebody, I, I th- like she she like wanted to get into acting or something, um, or like somebody was a, somebody was a garbage fan and they and they and they brought her in. I, I can't exactly remember. I'll have to look that up later. Well, if you've ever seen the music video for "The World Is Not Enough," she actually plays a um, robot in that. A robot, yeah, I yeah. love that video. And it's kind of almost a um, premonition of what's Precursor to that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate that I didn't get a chance to watch the commentary, but blame it on my travels. So she's talking to this guy who uh, has the Turk, and she's going to pay him 300000 for it. Did anybody recognize uh, who that guy was? The guy that played Walsh? Max Perlick. Mac- Max Perlick. He was Whistler on Buffy. Oh. Oh. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, it's been like what two episodes of Buffy or something? Um, I, uh, yeah, like two or three. He, he's, he's, I think he shows up in Angel also. Um, he was he was actually, um, supposed to be he was supposed to fill the role of Doyle in in Angel, um, yeah. but there were like scheduling things, so they had to create an entirely new character. So they created Doyle, who's a lot like Whistler, and mm-hmm. then we all yeah. know how that went. So. Hmm. Now we all don't know because some of us haven't seen Angel yet. What? Well, you should, you should, you should get on that. <laughs> you should actually oh, really yes. get on that. I hear there are podcasts that are dedicated to getting on that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> way better than Buffy. <laughs> Ooh. That's co- controversial, but I can't say I don't. Uh, it, it, it's I ha- debatable. It, yeah, it's sometimes it is, sometimes <laughs> it isn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, 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 but I will say I, I prefer Angel over Buffy. Just like I just I think I think it's um it's a more mature show. I was just yeah. going to use that word, yeah. And it, and it deals with a lot of darker themes, and it's like, yeah, this. I is, prefer uh, the characters on Angel, definitely. Uh huh. So, Catherine uh, Weaver, she wants all the department heads back there for a meeting that night. 
Cameron gets some baby wipes and cleans her face, and she staples her face closed. <laughs> that was another very Terminator-esque. Thing I love, to do. I love the clerk like just watching. Like, what, do I yeah. say something? What do I? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and off she goes. Okay. <laughs> so today I quit. <laughs> Charlie and Derek are on Sarah and John's trail, and also Cameron is. Sarah's worried about John if he's hurt and. Cameron's wandering around looking funny. And Sarah and John arrive at a church and ask for sanctuary and warn everybody else that they need to get out. Sanctuary. Sanctuary for all. It's Derek's wondering what Charlie's going to do when he finds them. I guess he's wondering why he's so concerned about Sarah and John. Is he jealous? I don't know. Maybe he is. He's like, sees Charlie as competition. Yeah. Well, so does he already want Sarah Connor? <laughs> I, th- I think part of it, it more comes from the fact that um, he's he's questioning the fact that Charlie keeps going out of his way to, you know, he's it's like, are you still in love with her? You know, um, and that's why, you know, he says what he says at the end, you know, like, you know, Charlie, you know, took off and he's like, oh, I guess she I, I guess he really does uh, love his wife or whatever. Mm. He just he's always dubious about people and their people, motivations yes. yeah yeah it's like it doesn't matter if you're a person or a robot i do not trust you cameron finds some <sighs> blood and starts following <laughs> catherine weaver is talking to the guy who brought her the turk uh what's his name walsh, walsh. Mm-hmm. and i think this is the first big clue that you know she's not what she appears yeah, I, I didn't trust her from the start, and I just thought I considered it... I thought it was because she wasn't a good actress. <laughs> so, you know, I was just kind of like, oh, I don't care for this actress, and she's annoying me, but... Um, well, so, like, hindsight, now that you've seen the whole episode, what do you... what Do you do you still think she's a bad actress, or are you going to, like, yeah, wait and see? Yeah, kind <laughs> I kind Aww. of do, but, you know, I don't dislike her as much, but, yeah. you know... I will say that there's there there's a there's a thing later on. I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a thing later on where like like she does like an about face and like and and she acts completely different than the way you see her like in this episode for example. So I will say that like there's like a there's there's stuff going on. She's doing she's doing a thing. So. Okay. I, I, mean, I don't, I don't dislike I don't dislike her as much as I did when I thought she was just playing it straight. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. And I'd also say, you know, this is her first acting gig. This is the first episode. Mm-hmm. I think she matures as an actor as the series goes along. I agree. Okay, good. She does a speech about how the Turks are badass machine is going to change everything. Yeah, her, they, yeah, the, her, her, um, her speech about about people and 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 their routines and computers and how they relate and every, and like that. That's basically like the theme of the episode, and like, oh, that's gonna, it really that's gonna, is. That's going to come back later in the episode, and it's like it's really cool. Yeah, Sarah once again asks John if he's all right. She wants to talk about what happened, but he doesn't. He never wants to talk about what happened. Cameron's reverted, and she knows all their plans and their routines and whatnot, and they know they have to kill her. I like it when he put that knife in, into the wooden table because it reminded me of uh, when aliens. Uh, no, it reminded me of Terminator Two when yeah. Sarah Sarah did that when she made the decision to kill Miles Dyson. 
Oh. Here I was thinking of like, you know, the well the it could be considered oh, the, a pencil with trick. The hand. Or, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the hand. No. That's no, what I always like, think about. This this was oh, like yeah. a nice little sort of thematic tie back mm-hmm. into that because it because it involves the same thing yeah. like deciding to kill someone, you know, that you're that you, like know, you should like care so. about. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Mm. Ellison's being questioned. You didn't think Laszlo had it in would do that, and he claims not to know how he survived. He doesn't want to talk to anybody about it, but they end up forcing him to take six weeks off. Yeah, they would do that. Like, like, dude, come on, man. You're you're better than that. Like, you should know that you're not going to be able to just go like, oh, I'm totally fine. I can get back to work. Like, they would just, yeah. just, just like. As a default thing, like they're going to tell you, um, yeah, man, you're you, you're not just turning around going back to work. Like you have to take some time off. <laughs> like At the same time, who does he I... talk to though? I mean, he's got no one to talk to about this. Well, usually they um, they appoint you a, a, a like a psychiatrist. Yeah, but he can't tell that psychiatrist the truth. Yeah, it's true. So Cameron arrives at the church, claims to be looking at her family. This is where she finally talks, right? Mm-hmm. And the, father, the guy says there's no one there, but she's going to look around because it's life or death. <laughs> like, yeah. She ends up falling for a trap that Sarah and John set. They short-circuit her and have two minutes. And John tries to get her chip out, but they don't have the proper tools. That, kind of a, that was clever. Really that was a clever scene, and it was very tense. Yeah. yeah, very. T- I like this poorly executed plan. Though. Although, given with what they had, what they had on hand, I feel like they should have been able to get the job done. They didn't have like just uh, have just that screw yeah. just that screwdriver itself, like the flat screwdriver. Like they should have been able to just like pop the thing out of there because he does it I, pretty pretty quickly uh, later on. So I don't know. Yeah, but I I think Tom wasn't ready at this point. He he couldn't do it. Right. Yet. Right fumbling too much because he subconsciously he didn't want to do it yeah yeah she starts waking up they run away and they steal a car and go and cameron chases them and it's an interesting chase scene i don't know but they end up running into cameron who causes their car to flip over you see this is a clever moment yeah oh we she does because i love the way she she just kind of swipes at at the at the back end of it yeah like a bear, you know. <laughs> did, uh, did she get hit by it at the same time? No, they they um, either she stepped off to the side or they didn't like uh, hit her because I think wasn't John driving. Um, yeah, and so again, like he didn't want to hit her, and so like he kind of like it was like chicken and side so, like, swipe, he, yeah, yeah, he swerved, and so she just like sort of clipped because she knew that's all she needed to do was just like yeah. I can I can send this thing flying no problem so she just clipped the back end of it and off it went but and why I think she, she just down fell and... over well because well, I think I, I think she did it with like all her sort of force and plus yeah. she was she was like damaged so she's not you know stable mm. and so, so she that over. plus the momentum of the car just forced yeah. her to fall over exactly it seemed like they were driving for a while but didn't even make any I don't know do they does anyone know what that stuff was? The um, those people threw in the car because it was pink and stained the windshield. Oh, I know. I always, I always wondered that myself, and I was like, "Well, that's either that's either some sort of alcoholic beverage, um, or it's Pepto." 
<laughs> Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> you know. Uh, Sarah and Derek are hurt. Sarah can't get out. They see Cameron coming, and she uh, Sarah makes John leave. Cameron tries to make Sarah call out to John, kind of a call back to T2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, also the uh, first episode um, of the first season. Yeah. Where, yeah. You see John's gr- grown here because before John wanted to go to Sarah. He doesn't like his this mom time, much anymore. <laughs> this time he, he won't. Which would be really hard hearing her scream and not. Well, I don't know. He's got a lot of angst towards his mom. So maybe he's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> Step on her again. <laughs> Give her one for right. me. <laughs> yeah, Cameron knows that John won't come back, so she tosses Sarah and leaves her behind. Why didn't she kill her? That's the only thing I don't like. Is Waste of energy. There's no point. It's not yeah, the it's not her mission. Yeah, it would take two seconds, and she... <laughs> but she's not still not mission. gonna. She's not. That's the thing too. She's, she's gonna she's keep. She's a... gonna keep her alive if if she can use her to get to John. Yeah, but she couldn't. She knows that now. That's why she left her behind. And now all she like yeah she... in that in that moment she knows that. But it's like that's you know it's it's a long con strategy thing. Of like I could <laughs> I could still I could still use him. That's the thing. It's like let's yeah. say let's say she she tries to go after John and he gets away. Like okay, I need her. It's a good thing I left kept her alive because I can use her to get to John. You know, like wherever she goes, like that's where he is, and so I don't know. Exactly I kind of like to think what, that maybe, um, maybe there's like exactly some what, like a sorry. redone. Cam- sorry, I was just gonna say. I thought I I like to think that there maybe there's some of like re- um, the old Cameron that still lingers, and I mean like subconsciously, because oh, I just maybe. feel like Terminator should just kill. Like you know, given, given with the way the um, the episode ends, it's very possible. Yeah, but the, also John, your idea. Uh, kind of holds water, given what Cameron says to Ellison later. It's not, uh, yeah, which, that's uh, kind of exactly Cam. Uh, uh, sorry, for, um, uh, for Marty, yeah, from Marty's plan, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, because that's just that's just that's the way Terminators think. Like they're, it's like you know, it's like a mean game of chess. Like they're thinking, like, okay, I I, I could use this person later, so I'm going to keep them around. Chess, chess, you say? What's yes, this chess? chess? Uh, yeah, imagine that. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like we're evolved together. from apes. They're evolved from chess players. <laughs> John gets in a truck. He finds a screwdriver. I don't know. If, I don't think it's the same screwdriver from earlier. No, it's, uh, it's, it's he, not. It's smaller. Yeah, he just found it in there. That that was really lucky. <laughs> yeah, <it's so laughs> I thought he was looking for keys. I'm like, if he finds keys, <laughs> it's not that be, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to hotwire that truck, but gets it started too late. And Cameron throws something at him. It's a wrench. wrench. She found in the other in another truck. Here comes Sarah in another truck, and she sandwiches Cameron. Oh, and this duck. this it's a summer sandwich. This <laughs> coming up the, the most powerful bit of the episode. I oh think. God, yeah. Yeah, John tries to John goes to take the chip out, and Cameron tries to stop him, claiming uh. she's fixed, but. John takes the chip out anyway. So many feels. Oh, yeah, and I and I, I mean, like you know, I was really happy that he he did it though. You know, I think I would have yeah. been mad if he didn't. Um, right. Oh, that's so, the thing. Yeah, it's he like, has changed. It's, yeah. Well, also, yeah, throughout the episode, he's changed. Also, taking the taking the chip out, like that's you know, that should be no problem. Like, mm-hmm. it's what you do afterwards yeah. that's 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 the real conflict. You know. The interest, I reckon. She made a mistake in the very last line when 
she said, and you love me, mm. that was just a bit too far. You think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, like, yeah. Like a mistake how? Like, what is it, like, like maybe well, like that's she, the thing that prompted him to... she to... thought, she, because so she's using the truth here to uh-huh. a degree to manipulate him into not right. taking the chip out, but as and soon so you as think... she presumes to know his feelings, right, he okay. understands what a manipulation it is. Right, and so exactly. by, like, doing that, she, she, she tipped her hand too much, you think? Yeah, she tipped her hand a bit you. too much. Yeah. But it's a yeah. full manipulation, but she's using the truth to manipulate him, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just anybody who, who like, you know, kind of dismisses Summer Glau and, and her abilities, you know, it's like, oh, she's always playing, like, crazy people or, or, or people who aren't, aren't actually people, you know. Um, it's like, you just, just, just watch, just watch the, the, that bit, the evolution of that, like, where it starts from, the sort of panic and like, no, everything's cool. Everything's fine. And, and it's, but it's very like reserved and, and still kind of calm, you know, much in the way a robot would, would say it. But it like, there's a, there's an evolution to the, perf- like the delivery and the performance to where like by the end of it, she's just like full on crying. Yeah. That's but you can, but you can also see, you can see that progression in her eyes and the way, like, her eyes start to get glassy and watery, and it's just, like, it's friggin' amazing. But it's all a manipulation, it really is, because nothing's working. She's trying as everything she can, and finally she tries emotional manipulation with the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just the thought that, you know, um, you know, that she loves him, and the fact that, you know, she's a robot, so what does it mean that, you know, she loves him? Um you know, and that's probably the first time that John has ever heard any woman his age say anything of that like that to him and mm. blah, blah, blah. You know, he probably has feelings. But I do agree that like when she said, and you love me, that, you know, you'll there, there are movies that are really moving and affecting. But the moment there's a line where I when I feel like I'm being jerked around mm-hmm. um, and I'm being manipulated that I just kind of right off the entire movie like it i will see stop what you're doing movie me. screw you yeah oh yeah, yeah. So i won't yeah. drink your kool-aid so that's how i equate this too it's like her professing her feelings is something for him to think about but then when he says you know and, and you says, love me it's like love me, it's oh like, i see what you're don't trying you tell to me do. how to feel yeah exactly my mom does enough of that right <laughs> yeah <laughs> also i also love the music under this it underscores yeah. it perfectly using the um using the 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 theme oh yeah it's great yeah it's, it's one of my it's one of my favorite sort of just moments from the from the show in general yeah i, yeah. I really liked it but i still prefer emotionless terminators <laughs> <laughs> i like robots because i am one <laughs> how'd you know <laughs> I, 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 I i'm part dog <laughs> bark 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 that's a part Derek sofa. and charlie what? No, I says, is your other part sofa? <laughs> nice. Uh, genius. I see what you did there. Give me a break. Derek. Uh, I'm done. I was sorry. Derek and uh, Charlie have finally arrived, and they're, Derek says they need to leave. The hard drive is trash, and John saw everything. Now Derek gets to be Uncle Derek. <laughs> Goes to talk yeah, he to saunters over there. He's like, I got this. 
I got you. <laughs> and it doesn't, and take him lo- it doesn't take him long to get up and, like, basically he get he gets tagged out, you know? <laughs> like, Sarah mm-hmm. comes yeah. in. <laughs> like, well, that didn't last. He doesn't got so, skills, for sure. Yeah. Gotta work on that. John wants to fix Cameron because she saved his life. He's becoming more assertive. And Sarah um, presumably convinces him that they need to burn Cameron. And I knew I knew he was going to jam that shit back in there at the very last second. Well, we can't lose from a glow yet, can't we? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was just wondering: Are they going to do it? Can they bring her back some other ta- some other way? But yeah, Is I was like, no. When we do get to the burning scene, then we. I think it's executed really well and how they placed everyone because the way the scene evolves, you've got John and Cameron on one side of the car, uh, Sarah and Derek on the other, mm-hmm. and the way it's done, there's a clear line that's now dividing Sarah and John. John right has his own way of doing things. Yeah, and Cameron, but... Um, you know, that, that's part of John's decision. It's John's decision to bring Cameron back. And he's got his own idea of how things should move forward now. He's not just following his mother's lead anymore. Mm-hmm. I think John turned into a dog and left. Yeah, he really is part dog. Yeah. He's, sev- he's several dogs. <laughs> <laughs> At least he has someone to talk to. <laughs> Several parts dogs, one part human, one part sofa. Yeah. <laughs> in the truck. Several dogs in a man suit. <laughs> Must get really busy in there. Wow. Yeah, so uh, Derek's filling with the chip and Sarah telling him what Cameron said was a trick, and they're getting ready to burn Cameron before somebody can stop me. He puts the chip back in. Oh. And Cameron. He asks Cameron if she's going to kill him, and he gives her a gun, and she says no. He promises and gives the gun back. And we uh, see the uh, road. Yeah, we see a viewpoint. This is interesting. It harkens back to what Catherine Weaver said earlier. Yes. And I don't think it's because John actually cleaned the chip. No. I don't think anything he did actually changed the chip at all. I think just rebooting her gave her the opportunity to override her own orders. I thought he was, like, cleaning it or something. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that had any effect at all. Because <laughs> all, all he was doing was cleaning it. What if what if her her, memory, or her chip is like a, an old <laughs> nest cartridge and you just got to blow in it? <laughs> That's the way yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I actually, I like that read because, you know, he's not, like... Super John yet in terms of the technology and knowing how to do stuff. So, you know, if it's just him, um, if it's just him, you know, like rebooting her, then it's more believable, I guess I could say. I'm back. Yeah, that's definitely the way I read it. Back in human form. But (laughs) rather than having an order in place not to kill John and to protect him, she's now overriding the order to kill him. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad we're here now. Um, yeah, because like th- th- this is the whole like point of the episode. It's what the episode is about. Because um, you know, uh, Weaver has that 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 scene where she talks about you know what's rare is finding com- a computer that will go against you know its own uh, uh, programming. Yeah, um, 
and then also, you know, there's that, that scene where, um, Sarah is trying to tell John, like, you know, it's like, it's all, it's all an act. Like machines don't know from love. They don't know, you know, they can't love. And it, and it, this ties back into, uh, the demon hand episode where, you know, Derek spending, it's like, they're just machines. They can't, they can't feel, they, they can't, you know, express emotion and everything. And then she does that like flawless, you know, ballet dance oh, yeah. that like that has like emotion behind it that it even even affects him when he's watching it and so it's like it'll you know and we we get the payoff here where like it's not just like oh like the per- programming was messed up and now it's fixed she deliberately overrides it herself you know she makes the the choice the the sentient choice like no i i will not uh kill him and then and later I- on she reinforces that by saying if I go bad again don't let him bring me back so Mm -hmm. later on she knows that if things go wrong again she can't be around she's actively deciding Mm -hmm. she's like basically she's she's basically saying like yeah she's basically saying like I don't like I don't want to be in that in that place again to where like I could just easily like kill him so it's going to be up to you. Like, just just take me out because I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to do that again. Because she loves him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Jammering forever. It, it's uh. something that's just not explored so far in the whole Terminator franchise. This whole idea of a Terminator being able to decide their own fate. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, there is, there is no fate about. we make for ourselves. Exactly. Yeah, it's just. It's like, so beautiful. It's it's amazing. Well, I like it because it's also like you know exploring that whole theme. And you know, we've seen it like you know Blade Runner or what have you. Like what it is it what is it to be human? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and that kind of thing. And what I have to say is that like I'm glad that it's taken till season two, and we still are still exploring it. But I don't feel it's done in. I mean, it's in an in an overt way, but it's not like and volitious, like where it's just hitting you over the head over and over yeah, and over again. There's there's really uh, there's a finesse to it that's really appreciated. They're 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 being sort of subtle and, and graceful about it, and I really like that. So getting, um, I mean, um, yeah, John lit the fire, and then Ellison is back at the Connor home. Why did he light the fire? I don't know. At, symbolism. At first, thought, at He's first just symbolism. Was, yeah, at first I thought since they were on opposite sides, he was standing there with Cat, uh, Cameron. That he's going to light the fire and they're going to run away together. <laughs> They'll be skipping hand in hand. Yeah. Two lovers running off together. I think also part of it is that is that he doesn't want to just leave that stuff there. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? Like it's it's probably like really sort of volatile and Cameron's and, covered yeah. it. <laughs> right. Yeah, and yeah, it just reinforces that this is his decision as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is really significant because. As I said, so far he's been following his mother's lead on almost everything. Yeah, it's called the Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> well, he's been following his mother's lead to an extent, and like sulkily, you know, mm-hmm. going against it whenever he feels like it. Like right. he's, the boy well, is becoming a man. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, also, <laughs> also because like she has has put a lot of like restrictions on him as well, and it's like you know because they, they had that sort of discussion in in t2 you know when he was a lot younger when he said like if i'm supposed to become this great leader 
like maybe you should start listening to some of my ideas once in a while you know um and so they're kind of they're kind of revisiting that where yeah. like you know it's like I, it's like i don't care what you're telling me like this is my decision and like, like the best way to like go about this is like we need to like i like that he gives her like the decision it's like you know he says like there's only one way to be sure and it's like technically you don't have to be sure like you could just go ahead you know with everything that's happened go ahead and and just destroy her based on that but he he gives her the the decision like he actually hands her a loaded gun and says like are you gonna do it you know promise me you won't (laughs) that was a really stupid idea i think (laughs) (laughs) yeah but But that's his decision Right, and that's what he—that's that, what he was going. He was trying to make a point. He was trying to 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 prove to all of them that's like I I know what I'm doing, and you need to trust me on this. And so I have so you know desperate desperate times call for desperate measures, kind of thing. And all humanity dies. Mm-hmm. Because- <laughs> <laughs> and she kills him and kills everybody there, and show us over, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you got the evolution of this character who will one day lead humanity which we never really had before mm-hmm. these glimpses there of the leader he will become yeah it's great uh, yeah so Ellison is at the Connor home and Cromarty is there Ellison said he's not going to lead Cromarty to the he's not going to do the devil's work and I was very surprised to see them meet up again <laughs> didn't seem afraid or anything yeah it was like so soon too it's like oh we're just meeting like normal people. If it, my bro. It, it was it was like a thirty second scene. It felt a little tacked on, to be honest. Like they just kind of threw it in there. <laughs> like we need to have a scene between these two. But I did like the exchange, so I was like, "All right, I'm going to allow it." Catherine Weaver is telling her department heads that they're creating a new division, taking people from everybody's group. Mister Tuck doesn't seem happy. He's the head of AI. The name of this new group is going to be called Babylon. Ooh. Uh, Babylon is going to change the world. Babylon 5. Humanity's last hope. <laughs> and so the Connors, so they're all in a new house, I guess. No, they were still in the, um, in the church. church. Yeah. Oh, they're in the church. Okay. It's Derek went back to the house and got what he could, and Charlie took off without telling Sarah goodbye. She's gonna take a sandwich to John. Cameron asked Sarah if she believes in the resurrection. Yeah, that's why she. They, that's how you know they're still in the church because they're looked. She's looking at the, um, you know, the crucified Jesus uh, when she when she asks that. And I just I love that because she's basically it's like it's like it's you know I'm Jesus. It's, it's an yeah basically it's like it's well, an there is a parallel yeah question because, because like she just she just had. She's basically sort of trying to trying to see where they're at. Like, you know, John trusts me. Do you trust me? Because it's like, you know, I, I he believes and and I believe that I've been that I've resurrected and I've been reborn and I'm and I'm and I'm been significantly now. changed. Yes, because of the experience. Mm-hmm. And so it's very interesting that that you know Sarah's response is like, well, you know, because because she says like faith isn't really part of my programming and and sarah says yeah. well me neither so so I, I think i think they're they're at an interesting point where it's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go by what john is telling me but i'm i'm gonna be watching you <laughs> like you know you're gonna have to you're gonna have to earn it with me yeah they're uneasy like yeah uneasy whatever bedmates or whatever mm-hmm. the term is but also when cameron 
then goes and talks to John. She says, you've changed. She indicates John's also changed, and can I trust you? You're trusting mm-hmm. me. Can I trust you? Yeah. Yes, this, so this is where Cameron warns her not to let John bring her back again. If she goes bad again, it's creepy. She says it. Sarah's talking to John through the door while he's in the bathroom, and she's saying, like, everything they did, they can't change it, but their lives are... Be happy. I was just waiting to see what was on the other side of the door because I was like, whenever somebody <laughs> talks to someone between the door, you know something's on the other side of it. And I'm like, and if this was like a comedy, he'd be like not there or, you know, he'd just... He'd be masturbating. Or he'd be, yeah, yeah, or minute. he'd be someone else. Right. He'd be someone else entirely. He'd be like, you know, Derek or whatever. Right. Um, so, but because this is, I mean, I was so happy. I like was so happy. I it could be happier. Yeah, finally. Cut his hair. Get rid of that hair. Mm. He, he cut his wig. <laughs> He's become a man. Yeah. Well, not officially till Cameron's. And, and we're also reminded <laughs> this right. all took place on his birthday. He's inherited yeah. Buffy's curse. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's a chosen one. Uh, yeah, well, he is. It, yeah, actually. You know, I had completely forgotten it was his birthday until she said there at the end. So this is the oh, same day. This is the same that's day. That's interesting. That makes uh, that yeah. that makes that makes that makes Cameron spike. You know, she has, <laughs> she has a she has a she has a chip in her head. You know, she's gonna go bad. And, you know, yeah. gotta trust yeah. that she won't go bad. Has she got a soul now? Now she's been resurrected. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. I like is that. Is that like the girl at school, Angel, the mopey girl that just kind of sits there and is like. <laughs> but as much as she shows up, then yeah, it, it fits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So back, some of the department heads from earlier in the bathroom. I think it's yeah, Tuck who um, says some not so nice things about Catherine Weaver. Says that she pisses him off, and then the urinal materializes into. Oh my Catherine god! Weaver. This is like the best scene ever. I laughed so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I like seriously was drinking my tea, and I almost like spit it out everywhere. I was like, no way. Yes. It's just got farcical. <laughs> now, you can, um, maybe Ian and John remember this, but I seem to remember during season one, people were constantly like, Man, I wonder if there's going to be Liquid Terminator. They should have yeah. Liquid Terminator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And now, that I was had, definitely on you know, Sky Next. They were definitely calling for that on Sky Next. Yeah. Like, so urinal? Had, you guys. I know. Urinal. I know. <laughs> he peed on her. Yeah, well, we, didn't see, on her. we didn't hear or see him pee on her, so well, I'm, I'm going to. that he did. Yeah, yeah, the feelings mutual, but <laughs> brilliant. He's just. <laughs> but I had no idea that she. I kind of. I think I knew that something was up with her, but I had no idea she was a liquid terminator until this scene. And I was mm-hmm. just. So I actually happy. thought she might be early on, you know, just because she just seemed so cold. Like when I didn't like her acting, and I thought there was something weird about her, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I got this feeling of like. What if she's a Terminator? I mean, I dismissed it, so I can't say that I was like thought about it the whole time, but it did cross my head because she has that sort of sort of Terminix vibe or Terminatrix vibe, you know, uh-huh. the pull back <laughs> hair sure. and the evil eyes. It just she, the popped it, up collar. Yeah, like it fits. Mm-hmm. But she, I just the fact that she popped up from a urinal, it just made my day. Like I, I haven't seen anything <laughs> that fantastic. I see a lot of Robert Patrick's performance in what she does in mm. how she holds herself because the liquid terminators hold themselves and move them differently to um you know the full metal terminators yeah 
Well, the, well, that's the cool thing about like with with the Full Metal Terminators, like they're you know they move like a robot would. So they're like there's weight to their movement because they because they're made of metal, so they're going to weigh a lot. So they're they're there's like a sort of you know finality to each like step or arm movement, you know, because you're because you're landing into it uh, because of the weight of it. Um, but the nice thing about the the liquid terminators is the way they move is very fluid because they're that's what they're made of. Fluid terminal, yeah. like mm. urinals. <laughs> okay, yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a child. In, this is horrible. They they seem inclusive early on in the way she moves earlier on in this episode. Most of the time she's on the move, and even when she sits down and she's running her hand over the Turk and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they almost ha- have to be in constant movement. Yeah, almost as if they're swimming. Yeah, so almost did you, as if did they're you, swimming. Did you notice the uh, the the fish tank with the eel in it? Yeah, Isn't that, yeah. So that was like a nice little sort of visual thing of like, oh, what's what's that about? She was watching him pee on her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh. So yeah, she does the finger thing that we saw Robert Patrick do. And- mm-hmm. <laughs> I sorry, I just looked over at my um at the computer and the screen just changed to um <laughs> Derek Reese. Uh, that was my wallpaper. <laughs> nice. Huh. I like the look. I like the look on the guy's face before he gets killed because he's just he's just not he's he's not he's he's not freaking out, but he's just like uh, it's just, what what. What? Yeah. Huh? Like and days, dead. Yeah, like, this day sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, everything I had planned for today, this was not on the list. Like, oh, I peed on my boss. <laughs> I am so fired. Uh, like she's into that sort of thing. Same, <laughs> isn't he the same guy that was on holiday? I don't know. And that's recalled in. I don't know, but he looks familiar. I don't know where from. Yeah. So that is the end of the episode. Do we have any quotes? I was... I, I've seen that that scene before, that final scene. So I, I always knew what she was. Uh, I just I just saw that like one channel scene surfing or something. Yeah, like back when it was originally on. Yeah. Uh, still, at least your um, spoilers out the way now. Yeah, I. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I know any more spoilers. Uh, it may have been the last one. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh. Quotes. I honestly, I forgot to write any down, <laughs> and I'm I'm usually really good at that about that, and and I and I totally forgot. You see, um, I've kind of got to go for Cameron's because it's so affecting, but I'm not not going to do it justice. You know, I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry. It wasn't me. You have to understand. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. You can't let this happen, John. You can't. Please listen to me. Listen to me. I don't want to go. Please, John. Please, John. Listen to me. I don't want to go. Please, John. Please. I'm good now. Listen to me. I don't want to go. I'm sorry. That wasn't me. I'm fixed now. I ran the test. Everything's perfect. You can trust me. Oh, you've got Sarah. But then you've got... I love you. I love you. Please. I love you, John. And you love me. Oh, first bit of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Totally. When she when she said um, when she said I don't want to go, I was just like, <laughs> like yeah. yeah, I don't want to go. Uh, oh, it, yeah, this is um, like two thousand and eight. So that's a year and 
nearly a year and a half before the Tenth Doctor says it, but it's still, oh. I don't know, I like this better, because the Tenth Doctor, I'm like, all right, it's like your (laughs) twelfth goodbye, you know, this season. (laughs) We get it, you don't want to go. None of this compares to a certain character in Angel. Just go already, you'll be regenerated. Oh, oh, yes, yes. I said none of that none of this compares to a certain character's uh exit in the fifth season of Angel. Oh yes. Oh god. Oh, no more. Oh, say oh, no yeah. more. Say no more. You can't, <laughs> you, you can't even you can't even compare the like that's that's incomparable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally yeah. Oh, that's probably the sad. I just got chills just thinking about, about it. <laughs> Watch Angel. Sorry, guys, no, Will, it's, it's, it's all streaming on Netflix. You should really I actually have the box set. Do you? Oh, you! Well, hell, send it. If you're not watching it, send it to me. I'll, I'll make use of that stuff. Got it on sale on Amazon. Go to someone who appreciates it. <laughs> I have Tuck. God, that bitch pisses me off. <laughs> Weeper. Sorry, I piss you off, Mister Tuck. The feelings mutual. <laughs> Should have tried an Irish accent. Actually, um, it's Scottish. Is it? Yeah, I was going to say, like, oh, she's, she's Scottish. Scottish. You saw the red hair and you just... You know. Yeah, the red threw me off. Mm-hmm. And the accent reminded me of that Supernatural chick. She's been in the past, like, three or four seasons. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, never mind. <laughs> it's the latest season, so... Not there yet. I know, so I'm just... I got so much TV to get caught up on. I'm like... Okay, the last episode I saw of Castle, I think some of the other uh, detectives found out they were dating. They were oh, jeez. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> you're, you're I don't even watch there. Castle. I've not seen one episode of Castle, and even I know that yeah, <laughs> you're I'll, way, way, way behind. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and tell you uh, that they're married now, so you yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Whoa. Yeah, long way to go. Yeah, I was watching Castle ages ago, but I knew it was going to happen eventually, but yeah. they actually Wow. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, I'm glad that I don't even watch the show, but I'm still happy that they actually have two characters actually be married and and they're not, not like have throats and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, why yeah. are you two married? And like, no, these two, like, they actually got better when they got married. And it's like, yay. Yeah. Right. Yay for relationships that actually work. Yay. Who's our badass of the week? John. 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 Yeah, John. Yeah, yeah John. I was gonna. Say, I was gonna say Sarah for showing up in that truck, you know, and pinning Cameron to the other truck. But but no, I'm gonna go with John. Oh, yep. definitely. The Terminatrix doesn't get it because she was a urinal, so she, <laughs> she has to prove just, her worth. Just like, call her Catherine Wee- Weaver. It might be so much easier. Yeah. It's gonna be an R. Kelly video. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> That's so bad. Why did you have to remind me of that, Will? I know. <laughs> drip, drip, Just when we were getting... Drip, drip, drip. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't get that, that's a Chappelle Show reference. That's like that's like the thing that made that that like I can only I can only I can only be okay with that in that context. Like I can laugh at it. <laughs> um. So let's rate Samson and Delilah. You want to start us out, John? Okay. This is a great opening to the season. Like the stakes are much higher and like there's just a lot more going on. Their production budget is, has obviously gotten higher. We've got Shirley Manson now joining the cast. 
Uh, so I just I love everything about it, um, and just like the 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 way they they pull the theme through the entire episode and bring bring it back and just and tie it all together. It's it's great. So I'm gonna give this uh, nine out of ten uh, flaming cars. Awesome. How about you, Ian? Oh yeah, I I can't score it any lower myself because it starts out fantastically just taking this huge risk and there are few shows that have done a better opening because it grabs you right off the back pulls your attention in and the song works so well then just everything flows from there everything's in place and the minor faults it has actually play into everything else and it sets up a fantastic ride and this season is off to a good start. So I'm going to rate it 9 out of 10 Samson and Delilah's. Sorry, I know yeah. it's the name of the episode, but the song. <laughs> no, the song, the, is, song. the song is great. The song. You, you can actually, you, the song is actually on the, uh, the soundtrack, the, the score soundtrack. Uh, oh, because yeah. it was, because it was um, I believe it was arranged by uh, the composer Bear, Bear McCreary. McCreary. Yeah, there's actually a feature on the on the season two discs of um, of him recording the, the the vocals with Shirley Manson for the for the track, where you see her I in the little booth I, and everything. I don't know how he does it, but every time I heard a song, he's arranged it. It's you know this and all along the Watchtower. Yeah, they work so <laughs> well. The guy knows his stuff. That's why he's you see he's everywhere now. He's like like throw a dart at a show at like a wall of shows and chances are whatever show you hit, like he he's composed for it. Like it's mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um and I'm I'm assuming that Ian and I are probably only giving this a nine because we know what's coming. We we have yeah. to grade on a we have to grade on a curve, so uh if I hadn't seen anything else, this would be a 10. Mm-hmm. For sure. Hmm. About you, Malika. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think that I got more excited, like, actually talking about it than when I actually watched it. So, um, I mean, I enjoyed it when I watched it, but I think that just, like, because it seems like there's... It's laying work for the road to come, and also because there was, like, some good thematic stuff, which always gets me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to give it 8.5 out of 10 urinatrixes. (laughs) 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 Ah, good one. How about you, Matt? Uh, I also really liked it, specifically because there was Terminators being Terminators. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't have much bad to say about it. I liked it a lot. I liked John taking... Taking the initiative, um, I'll give it nine out of ten Terminators as they should be. Awesome. <laughs> I love this episode too. Really, really, really enjoyed it. The music throughout—not just the Shirley Manson song, but throughout and the badass opening scene and the introduction to Catherine Weaver—the big surprise at the end—and yeah, all the stuff with John. So I'll give it nine out of ten. Peed on, pissed off Terminators. Should I just do a little feedback? First email is from Dan. I'll take this one. He included the picture that he posted in Facebook where you see a urinal with a little scanner. It says, T 
technology, call it what you will, nothing changes the fact that a robot is watching you pee. <laughs> Dan says, it was nice to see the L.A. River again. I always thought it was a great setting for the chase scene in T2. I'm kind of creeped out to learn that when future John Connor resistance leader reprogrammed Cameron, he didn't erase or replace the code instructing her to terminate young John Connor, but instead just added some code intended to override the original order to kill. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, why didn't he just take all that out? I also thought it was interesting to see, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Roger Gwengeur Smith as the FBI special agent in charge. He wrote, produced, and starred in a Huey P. Newton story about the founder and leader of the Black Panther Party, the organization which was a major target of the FBI's counterintelligence program. So this is a bit of a role reversal for the actor. Beware of urinals, Dan W. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Next we have email from Daniel Son. Where is this Daniel? I'll paste it. Let's take Daniel's email. Uh, I can. Quite. Um, do, do, do. Right. Let's see. Hi, Chroniclers. I never understood why they got this random announcer to do the opening narration. It always sounded kind of cheesy to me. Well, I'm glad they didn't burn off all Cameron's skin. They could have at least made more of her clothes and her hair look burned off for some semblance of realism. What a stupid plan on Sarkissian's part, though, because setting off a car bomb in the middle of, a, of the neighborhood is just going to get the cops called to your location. Uh, is everyone still there? Yeah. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah? Yes. There, there was a... There was like a static noise that was constant, and then it just went away. And it was... Oh, maybe me trying to pull up... Stuff up, on your phone? Something. Yeah, the next voicemail. Well, All right, voice it's fine. Yep. Uh, after a while, these slow-mo effects felt like they dragged on too long. They kept repeating what looked like exactly the same shot of Sarkissian knocking Sarah around too many times. It made, made it hard to put any kind of context over the scene, such as understanding what Sarkissian's actual goal was. I think it would have been more exciting if Cameron actually did shoot John, but the explosion threw her aim off so it wasn't instantly fatal. Then John would have the complication of a gunshot wound to deal with while he and Sarah were fleeing. Oh, nice point. Mm. You know what? And they could have made, like, a running joke of, like, the fact that she shot him. Yeah. That would have been good. You shot me! Yeah. Um, it was only the it, one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably still never do it again. And it would have been a really great oh shit slap in the face for letting their guard down. They call George Laszlo a mope here. I have a theory that the word mope follows actor Garrett Dillahunt around because in the X-Files episode Travelers, Chaz Dillahunt playing a guy who has a spider monster that comes out of his mouth, they also call refer to him as a mope on that show. Hmm. I really like the scene when John is trying to pull Cameron's chip out. She begs him not to and even tells him she loves him. I feel so bad for him in that moment, even though I think she's just trying to exploit his emotions. I think the look on his face shows he wants it to be true. In T2, even Sarah saw how John bonded with Arnold to the point where he wanted him to stay and be the father figure he never had. So as screwed up as it is, I totally buy that John would get really attached to a machine like Cameron and kind of fall for her. And what a bucket of ice water to the face to see Cameron exploit that human weakness so she can kill him. 
John tells Derek that he made Cameron. Is he just assuming that that at this point? I feel like the details were pretty vague on whether or not Cameron was supposed to be a Skynet Terminator model that he just reprogrammed or a new design that he personally manufactured. Um, It is so stupid how John holds a gun to Cameron's head as if that's going to do anything. I get... I get that he wants to fix her and she is a huge tactical asset that has kept them alive and out of custody before, but this all-or-nothing gamble is so dumb, and even gives her a gun to make her promise. I mean, by that decision he's literally saying, I'd rather die than destroy her. Good thing it worked out or else the show would be over right there with the last shot being John's stupid forehead with a bullet hole in it. (laughs) 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 Why do they burn the empty car? I mean... I get you don't want to let good thermite go to waste and burning shit is fun and all, but that fire is going to draw... I think you just answered your own question. (laughs) But that fire is going to draw attention and they need to keep a low profile. After all my eyes, whenever Weaver says the name of the new group is Babylon and and it's from the Bible. Um, hey writer, hey show writers, it's also from fucking actual history. I was... (laughs) It was like the name... Yes, but I think... But I think she said it's from the Bible. They had her say that because, in this context, it's like it's we're she's specifically calling it calling it that because she's referencing the Bible and not the history. Hmm. Hmm, so, definitely. Yeah. It was like the name of an actual city that ruled an empire in the Middle East thousands of z- years ago. Are you all as annoyed as I am by the artsy waste of time scenes like Cameron looking at Christ and asking if Sarah believes in the resurrection? No, it's not a waste of time. It, it has thematic relevance. Oh, definitely. And you also be getting there's a key character whose um, religion has already played a huge part. You know, you've got Agent Ellison in this, mm-hmm. and any religious references can almost always be tied back to something relevant to him. Mm-hmm. Except this time. <laughs> Except this time. <laughs> Uh, I feel like the writers are throwing in lots of biblical allusions, and I just don't want to see religion mixed in with sci-fi drama like Terminator. Style well, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that a lot of people have what that. Are you, what are you, a lost complainer? <laughs> <laughs> see, it's so funny because it often gets tossed in. Like, I mean, almost every a lot of the big sci-fi shows always, you know, toss in religion mm-hmm. at some point. And I've seen like both reactions, right? Like, some people really love it. And so yeah. it really wasn't, like, like, wasn't that like a big issue with Battlestar Galactica fans? Like, like it started to do that and they hated it. Mm-hmm. I honestly think it, it probably comes from a lot of people who like aren't particularly religious. So whenever there's religion in their sci-fi, they get upset. And it's like, why can't well, you have both? No room for religion and science. I, well, the strange I'm not thing is, is that... I like it because you're exploring those ideas, and those ideas are core. But I also think that sometimes it's people, like the showrunners often, I've noticed who use it, are off, like, you know, um, are often atheists that explore uh-huh. it. So Well, that's the thing. Like, um, Drew Goddard talks about this in his commentary for Cabin in the Woods. He says that where he grew up, I think it was, like, New Mexico or somewhere, where he grew up, there were a lot of guys who, like, you know, did, like, nuclear testing and, like, built, you know, nuclear bombs and stuff all day. And a lot of those guys though they're like scientists and engineers, they were religious because they they had to have faith in order to do their jobs. And the only way really you come to atheism is through questioning religion, through exploring these ideas and asking yourself the important questions. 
Well, that's sure. why Even I think if that... you don't end up as an atheist, you're still asking those questions. Yeah, because like and that's just that's just the way a scientist so works. Important. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's I do think that's why it comes up in a lot of their work. You know, um, like mm-hmm. it comes up like Joss Whedon's work too. You know, he's an atheist and that, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. so is uh, uh, maybe I'm misspeaking, but I mean, G. Michael Straczynski is I know, and then I think yeah. I think that even I think that even um. What's his name? Ronald D. Moore might be, but I could be misspeaking. Point is, is that like when I was watching it, like I said, I enjoyed it second time talking through with you guys. But when I watched it, there was I, and I enjoy like when religion's done correctly or like you know, when it's explored correctly uh, or I should say in in a sophisticated way in my science fiction medium. But I do see what Danielle Sun's saying in those particular scenes because mm. I did get a little like, mm. but um, then talking with little. you guys, it kind of got more yeah. comfortable with it. Yeah, because sometimes it is just put there as a film of almost as if, right, we're mentioning religion just so we're giving this a sense of depth and there's no yeah, actual so, yeah, sometimes there. it's sometimes Yeah, it's, when it's, it's not it's, done well. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's it's like heavy handed or it's or it's just like cheap and like the easy way to go. It's like it's like you're referencing religion and, and you're supposed to think like that's enough that that makes you sound smart or deep and it's like no you actually have to you, you can't just ask the question you actually have to explore it and sort of try to answer it um we'll finish out this email were you surprised that Weaver turned out to be T-1000 what do you think of the idea of a liquid metal terminator being the head of a tech corporation mm. <laughs> I guess it, it's interesting cool uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess uh, yeah I don't know <laughs> she could like make her company lots of money and just like bring all the future tech <laughs> maybe she's doing that already um, maybe uh, though I feel like the writing wasn't as well thought out as it should have been I did like this episode as an extended chase with Sarah and John running from Cameron doing what she does best it's pretty brutal and very Terminator to me I give it 8 out of 10 significant haircuts <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. So next we have a voicemail from Matt A, who just signed on to Skype. Maybe we should get him to come on and. But I but I put all this high production value into my voicemail. There's sound effects and everything. <laughs> Let's see if I can play this. Okay, what we make podcast. It's Matt with feedback for the season two premiere. First, apologies. I've been a. Uh, Slacking lately, haven't gotten my feedback in for the previous two. I'll just say that the previous season was not too exciting, and I thought that the finale was rather tepid, but what? it did have a pretty cool moment where Derek sat on that park bench and saw himself playing ball with his little brother, and it got chills, I will admit. I think that's that's the kind of thing I would like to see more of. That's the kind of thing you can only do in time travel shows like this. So that was good, but the rest was kind of meh. But I have uh, high expectations for season two because I heard it gets really good. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm also hoping that they took uh, the time off to recalibrate a few things, including jettisoning that, that's a hard word to say, those horrible voiceovers. So we'll see. I'm going to stop my feedback now. I'm going to go watch the episode, and then I'm going to come back and finish my, uh, my thoughts. Okay, I'm back, and yay, no voiceovers. So that's a promising start. Uh, this is a this was an okay episode. I'm not a big fan of the long chase things because that uh, it's kind of samey. 
but uh, it ended very cool with um, Cameron trapped between the, the two vehicles and that emotional plea to, I've, I'm fixed now, I ran a test, I'm okay now, I love you. And I was pretty sure that the I love you was the tip-off, that she was uh, not fixed. But uh, apparently she was. Uh, I couldn't help but thinking perhaps a better solution would have been to, like, tether her limbs to like, four different vehicles and then if she was bad when she when john turned her back on just like put it in reverse and you know rip her apart but cool. i guess it's also possible that they really would have no way of knowing if she was actually fixed or not until they gave her the chance to to kill john but that was a really good scene you know what was not a good scene the opening that herky-jerky music video I started checking my phone. I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> I enjoyed Shirley Manson as the Terminator. Uh, Terminator. <laughs> I won't say Terminator. I won't say it anymore. It's a frowned upon term. I, I won't use it, I promise. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, uh, I thought that shifting from a urinal was a bit unnecessary. If all she wanted to do was to kill the guy, I feel like the guy should have just ran out of the bathroom. That's what I would have done if the urinals started... Uh, turning into different shapes. Yeah, you say that. I but. would have thought I lost my mind, and I would have run out of the bathroom screaming. But this series needs a more clear-cut villain, someone who's a little more smart and has a little more dimension. So I'm looking forward to her. And uh, overall, uh, it was a good start. Good start. Good stuff. Thank you, Matt. Didn't even say goodbye or anything. How rude. Mm. (laughs) I just hung up the phone. Uh, That's a pet peeve of mine. I like in TV shows when people just hang up the phone without saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. And they all do that. Yes, everybody does. And hardly anyone actually says hello. They just pick Mm -hmm. up the phone and start. Yeah. (laughs) Well, nowadays it's understandable because you know who's calling usually. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. It's like just because it says you know, who's calling, like it says on your phone who's calling, doesn't necessarily mean that that's who's on the other end. Yeah, and actually, I always say hello even though I know who's calling, except for my mom. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you want for her? But, you know, that's because she's <laughs> <laughs> she because I, I love her so much and I know she's usually calling to nag me. Um, but, oh, but, you know, like um, other people, you know, I usually just, um, you know, I always say hello, you know, and they usually Leave introduce me alone, themselves. Mom. Cameron yeah. loves John. I gotta go. <laughs> and then the other thing is, it happened a lot before the internet. It's kind of understandable now, but no one shares their numbers. They say, I'll give you a call. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know very many people's numbers. I don't know anyone's number. Yeah, no but I- you still share your contact information with people. Yeah. You still mm-hmm. find them online or something. But right. when you didn't have the internet, people, people would... St- it just still baffles me sometimes when they say, we'll meet up at... X, Y, and Z time, or I'll pick you up, but you don't know their address. No, that's true. Like, you'll ask someone on a date, like, or in a TV show, they'll ask someone on a date, but like, yeah, so we'll have dinner Thursday. That's great. Bye, bye. Okay. Like, I need your deets, you know? I mean, I'm not going to cyberstalk you. I completely agree with you. (laughs) Some people, when I answer the phone, I'll group them by name since I know who they are. Or I'll just say, like, hey, girl. (laughs) (laughs) To everybody. Matt did say, I want to add that the swimming pool scene in the season one finale was shot in a very cool and creative way, and I really respected that. I would also like to say, I think including it again in this episode works because it creates a different tone and a different feel to when it was in the finale. Yeah. 
you know, it's just broken through by different events. Mm-hmm. Next, we have an email from Elizabeth, our down below co host. I'm going to take this one, Malika. Sure. Did you paste it? Oh, yeah, yes. that's the one with all the PPSs. Mine. Hang on a second. It's so hard to read in the little. I don't know where it starts. Okay. Starts out, yeah. Okay. Hey, hey WMMNJ. Well, that escalated quickly. A lot happened in this episode, but my feedback is only focusing on the really important stuff in descending order of importance. One, John's hair. Yes. I had a sneak peek at the season two DVD cover, and I was more than a little happy to see John's new haircut. Imagine my dismay in the first 40 minutes of the episode when I had to continue watching the future leader of mankind with the bad WB hair. Was, <laughs> was he wearing a wig in that scene with Cameron trapped between the two cars because it looked especially bad? But thankfully, he was all Britney Spears and shaved his head. Hallelujah. Um, something word <laughs> you kept with the very subtle religious overtones in this show. Um, you might have missed them. <laughs> to Shirley Manson. Um, oh, yeah, I can swear on this podcast. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Shirley Manson. I don't care if she's not really that great an actor. I love her. More please. Side note. Garbage just announced their 20-year reunion tour today. I remember going to the warehouse music store to buy their first album when it came out. Remember when those stores USA Keans yes we do I saw that they're going on tour but they're not coming to the northwest they're going I think the closest they're coming here is LA and it's the day after I'm getting back from an east coast trip I have to go and check if they're coming to Austin okay number three what why was Sarah so worried about um, what John saw with um, Kasarkian was there a rapey thing going on or was it because John killed him did I fall asleep very possibly Speaking of Sarkeesian, um, James Urbanak was criminally underused here. Oh, so that's who... Yeah, oh, sorry, it just... He has a... I, I know his voice, put it that way. Um, yeah, he's... Um, I guess that's one of those um, casualties of the writer strike, because they ended that storyline very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the first scene. Uh, yeah. Okay, for sexual repression. This is my only this is my only explanation for John's behavior. I know she's a hot robot, but the operative word here is robot, not hot. Get a plushie like a normal person. Oh. <laughs> Are John and Cameron in love in the future? Total Stockholm syndrome, John. Peace, Beth. Thank you, Cameron. Oh, wait, there's there's P.S. Wait. Were we voiceover list this episode, or did I fall asleep again? If so, yay! Yes, no voiceover. Yeah, PPS. Since John cut on um, cut his own hair, is he Delilah then? Yeah. Yeah, well, the, I mean, it's, ca- it's called Samson. It's Samson. called Samson and Delilah. Yeah, because yeah. Samson it, it, couldn't. Hmm. It, it's so great that there's all these tie-in in those lyrics to the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, they changed the lyrics a little bit to the song to make it fit the episode. I know, I think, well, I think it was popularized by the Grateful Dead and the singer named Blind Willie Johnson also sang it. Oh, yeah. I like this one. I like this. That guy has his name. (laughs) I have his name. We have the same name. Except you're cited Willie Johnson. I'm what? Oh, cited. I was talk. I called the customer service guy. I was talking to customer service the other day, and um, he's like, "Oh, do you go by Willie or Will?" And I said, "Willie's my birth name," and I go by Will, and he like laughed. I was like, "Fuck that guy! <laughs> <laughs> Are you laughing at my name?" That's not cool. 
people off of my name. So. I was born. I was given that name. I didn't see. I've given a very long one. So. And some people who've chosen their names have chosen very silly names. Mm-hmm. Well, what kills me are, are people who, who named their babies like these crazy names. And it's like, you understand they have to grow up with that name, right? It's not like, it's not like a puppy where you can, you know, name it like some cutesy, you know, baby name and it'll be, and it'll generally be fine. Like, no, eventually they're going to yeah. be like a full grown person and they have to go along with that name. Or you know, they'll but, hear a word and have no idea of the meaning, something like alopecia. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It sounded pretty. <sighs> Did it now? Oh. So we have one last email. It's from Lori. So you want to read Lori's email? I can do it. Oh, I was... Oh, uh, I, can, I can do that. I, just, I have to... Yeah. Um, give me a second. Hold on. Where is it? Oh, okay. Pasting it. There we go. All right. Hello, Chroniclers. Some random thoughts and commentary on the first episode of Season 2, which immediately felt like the beginning of a new season. The recap seemed a bit overdone, but I understand it was to help bring in new viewers. I am expecting a full explanation of the Samson and Delilah metaphor. I am very rusty on my biblical stories and just didn't recall that one well and did not get a chance to look it up. Yeah, the only part of the Bible I know we talked about it last week. <laughs> Revelation. <laughs> yeah. The predictions that Cameron would totally lose her skin were a bit off. Maybe she is made of tougher stuff. I will be interested to hear if Matt thought it was completely unrealistic given what we know of how they are made. However, when she pulled the spike out of the back of her head, that was pretty creepy and badass. I was not surprised to see Cameron's programming compromised, as that was pretty heavily foreshadowed. But I was surprised it was so soon and resolved all in one episode. Or did it? I am really not sure how I feel about the I love you and you love me line, like love overcame her programming. I am hoping I am hoping you all will have a better interpretation. I am wondering if the reason Ellison was spared is that Cromartie thinks he will lead them to Sarah and John. That does not seem likely, but now that he is on paid leave, I am guessing he will feel compelled and obsessed enough to keep investigating. I am also guessing that school is out this year and all of those storylines are dropped. Maybe we will get to see them moving from place to place continually. I doubt they can stay in the church for long. Will all churches give sanctuary with no questions asked? That seemed unusual. I did like the team up between Charlie and Derek. They play off each other nicely. I think Charlie's marriage is doomed. Maybe his wife will get killed in some kind of crossfire because I think he is too good of a guy to just leave her. I don't think baby wipes and staples are going to do it. (laughs) At the end, did anyone predict that John would just decide to trust Cameron? I thought there might have been some catalyst before he made that decision. Sarah wins worst driver of the episode. She really just should have let John drive. I thought he was driving. Nope. Oh, I guess, guess I was wrong. Uh, 
I have mixed feelings about this episode. In looking back at my notes, I realized that a lot happened. But the pacing was strange, and everything seemed to move slowly during the episode. Oh, uh, yeah, that was the that was the slow motion they were doing in the. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I'm kidding. I'm just <laughs> I'm teasing. I don't walk. Yeah. I was fairly shocked at the end when red-haired woman turned out to be a liquid termi. <laughs> I was not expecting to see any of that model and had thought she was just human. Did any other newbies guess? Now looking back, I should have guessed. But best moment, John finally gets a haircut. Quotes. Computers are obedient to a fault. You know what, you know what's extremely rare? Finding one that will cross against the light. Faith isn't part of my programming. Rating 7.0 baby wipes and staples. Badass Cameron. Uh, thank you, Lori. Thank you. That's mail at what we make podcast. If you want to send us feedback, so I want to do predictions. The next episode is automatic for the people. Isn't that a REM? Yes. Uh, okay. I've had shiny, happy people in my head. All so is Bureau McCreary going to do a rendition of it? No. <laughs> He'll do everybody hurts probably. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're replacing album. the um, voiceover with a new Bear McCreary song every week. Yay! Yay! I can get behind that. Do it. Um, I don't know. Or it's just uh, Shirley Manson singing the expo- singing the like the recap exposition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna like, say I'm gonna say that like it has going to be. Oh, go ahead. No, I thought it was going to be something to do with humanity, like you know, like robots being more like people. For some automatic reason, people. Like, for some reason, I feel like it's going to be Shirley Manson heavy episode. I, I just keep on thinking of um, Marilyn Manson whenever you whenever I hear the word Manson. So I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> right. Okay, I can I can get behind that. It's going to be a garbage episode. Yay! Total garbage. <laughs> garbage episode. More garbage all the time. So there you go. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I know what happens, so I can't make predictions. It's like I didn't know that was going to happen this early, but it does. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I was just reading a description. That's cheating. <laughs> yeah, I always cheat. All right. So, John, Ian, thanks for coming, joining us this week. Oh, well, thank you for letting me on, you know. Yeah. Feel again for Robin, who's busy. Family stuff. Well, I'm glad you uh, put the put the call out because this helps me, uh, like, keeps me busy and you know takes my mind off other things. We're happy to yeah. keep you busy. Thank you. <laughs> well, I just had no idea how I was going to fit everything into my feedback. <laughs> so you came up. Good call. We could do plugs. Nelson's will already forget. <laughs> John, what do you do? <laughs> uh, what don't I do? Um, I have my flagship podcast, Sofa Dogs. Uh, it's been going for nine years now. Um, and I also have Castle Cast with Heidi, uh, who was on uh, last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I also have Idget Cast, um, which is a supernatural uh, intro cast. Um, and I'm, you know, guesting on various things here and there. So far behind on Supernatural. Last I remember was, I think it was we need to talk about Kevin or something like that. 
Oh, wow. That's forever <laughs> ago. But you guys are doing an intro cast. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're just about to finish season two. Mm. Long way to go, then. Mm-hmm. Ian, what I saw you up to? Well, <laughs> one of them, you know, very well down below. <laughs> <laughs> Going to get back to that um, later this week, aren't we? Yeah, I had a little break. Yeah, um, and there's also Web of Queer, which is a Doctor Who podcast full of LGBT hosts. I'm one of them, and oh, there's three cool. others. Yeah, we kind of do a mixture of reviews of both Old and New Who, and then discussions most of the time based around LGBT, um, Q, and um, I'm just trying to get all the letters right, but I know I always forget a lot of them. LGBTQ? Yeah, A as well, of course. A. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a great show. We've got a great bit of um, things going on, as I said, with reviews and discussions. So that's Web of Queer. Can I forgive my ignorance? What does the Q stand for that isn't covered by the other... Uh, queer, queer, I believe. I know, I know what it stands for, but I mean, what does it mean that isn't covered by the other... Well, it depends on the individual, really, because some people prefer to identify themselves as queer rather than some other um, definition. Um, And it also would uh, refer to individuals who don't feel like they've got a specific... um, What's the best way to describe it? It's it's, it's, It's 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 a non-specific term. Yeah. Yeah, for yes. people who who don't necessarily, they're they're either not comfortable with being that specific, or they just they don't feel that they qualify for any of those other categories. Yeah, some people. I mean, I tend to use queer as an umbrella term to mean everything, but mm-hmm. a lot of people use it to mean yeah, and then other people in. don't like the term queer as well. So mm-hmm. it, it because they associate it with um, a lot of negative uh, terms. It, it does have a negative sort of history behind it, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Matt, plug, Matt, plug. Oh, geez, we're plugging me too? Uh, <laughs> yeah. everybody's, get, everybody's getting plugged. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, Twin Peaks podcast, the Defenders podcast, Hooplecast, that's about Deadwood. Uh, that's it. Malika, go. Uh, this podcast... <laughs> Um, I guess on various podcasts from time to time. Um, Investigating Mars was my initial podcast, and we still have one more book to do, question mark. Um, and then I write um, for Project Fandom. And, Will, what do you do? I'm on Down Below. I'm on... What? No, that's this podcast. <laughs> I'm also... <laughs> I also do a new podcast called The Sensate Podcast about the Netflix show Sensate. I keep I keep thinking you're saying sensei, oh. sensate, and I will be joining that podcast from time to time, hopefully. <laughs> I still sure have to, I, as the show goes on, you'll get plenty of guests. I still have to send in my um, my email to Investigating Mars, explaining why uh, the film is not actually good and the book is a lot better. Ooh. Okay. Why? <laughs> what? I haven't read the book, but I have read the... I've seen the film. Yeah. The two are and not I related. I need to catch up on everything. Well, why, well the, the book was supposed to be the film originally. And then when they when they started doing the Kickstarter thing, they um, 
they changed it. Oh yeah, I I, I think I read something about it. I didn't know that. I just knew that the story was different. I didn't realize it was aligned with the book. Yeah. And I'll get take. back to it. Um, invest, sorry, I was about to say investigating Mars. When I get back to Veronica Mars, I'll make sure to pick up investigating Mars again because I've got through to the end of season two, I think, and I need to get back to it. Yes, please. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next week with Automatic for the People. But until then, remember, there's no fate but what we make. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for having me.